Herzlich willkommen zu Football Talk. Ich, ja, sorry, nicht. The German came out. My English is going day by day. But hey, welcome to Football Talk. What the Talk. hell, dude? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm actually sorry. But yeah. It's, hey, hey, just let me, just let me go through it, please. Just like, just, just let it slide. Let it, let it slide. Back to the, back to the listeners. Welcome to Football Talk. Welcome to Football Talk, guys. Um, ignore everything. Well, ignore the first few seconds. Um, we're back after like a fortnight of leaving you guys hanging. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. But yeah, we're back. I'm back with the boys Simba and Gaz. And we're going to like fill your ears with Prem action, UCL action, and a few more topics. Let me not ruin everything. But we're going to go straight into the Prem, right? In fact, before we even go straight into the prim, let's hear how Simba and Gaz are doing. How are you doing, boys? Uh, we're all good. <clears throat> I'm all good. You know, just school giving a man problems, you know, and stuff. But, you know, we'll get through it. Always happy to, to chat with the lads, as always. So, yeah, um, happy to be here. And, yeah, let's get going. Yeah, I'm also good, guys. International break is over. Football's back. Prim. Champions League, let's get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, on a side note, if anyone knows, like, how to, like, beat the whole school system, please just let us know because we're all struggling. <laughs> but, yeah, um, international break is done. So, ah, let's go straight into it. We're going to go and talk about prem results from the last weekend. On Saturday, Chelsea beat Newcastle 2-0 in the opening game of the season. I mean, the season. You see, a fortnight actually does a lot in the opening game of the weekend. And Brighton beat Aston Villa 2-1. Spurs beat City 2-0. United did not score from open play, but they beat West Brom 1-0. Bruno scored. I'm not going to say much, but we all know what happened then. On Sunday, Everton beat Fulham 3-2. West Ham squeaked past Sheffield United 1-0. Uh, Leeds had a ball 0-0 draw with Arsenal. Liverpool slash Leicester 3-0. And then on Monday, Burnley beat Crystal Palace 1-0. And Wolves drew against Southampton 1-1, in which they were late goals. Surprising. How are we feeling about the results, boys? Yeah, um, pretty interesting week, um, straight off the international break. I mean, yeah, Tottenham um, doing one over Man City, typical Jersey performance, parked the bus, um, two counter-attack goals, and bam, they win. So, yeah, um, Manchester United, yeah, we all know the, the what happens down there. But, yeah, it, it, um. They did get the win, but it was quite an uninspiring performance, to say the least. Um, our club, Chelsea. Last time I said clean sheets FC, we then went on and conceded. So I'm not going to say that anymore. Um, with um, a good, mature performance. But yeah, it was a good week. Good week. Of course, Arsenal. Yeah, that was... I don't know about you guys. What are your thoughts on that? Because, man... <laughs> It's I, I can't I don't even know what to make of that. Leeds are supposed to bury these guys, but I don't know what are you guys saying. Um, you know what, dude. Um, it 
I'm always joking around saying Arsenal's going to Arsenal, right? But yeah, um, you'd expect you'd expect both teams to score. Like, I'm not going to fully put the blame on Arsenal. I mean, I'm going to put most of it on Arsenal. But like, even Leeds, Leeds know that they're not a defensive team, and I think them drawing, especially having a clean sheet against Arsenal and them not doing anything about it, it's, it's shameful, really. Um, both teams having immense firepower up front and failing to score uh, against both terrible defenses. Okay, not terrible defenses. I mean, Arteta has organized the defense really well. So, they, but then that just makes it even worse for Arsenal. They've they've got no excuse of not scoring against Leeds. Like that, that should have been at least two goals before halftime, even. So, uh, yeah, it's disappointing from Arteta. Well, it's it's half and half. But, yeah, it's a typical Arsenal story. What do you think, Gaz? Um, Arsenal is just playing the worst football I've seen in a long time. They've got one of the best attackers in the game, in Aubameyang. He looks stifled. I don't know, maybe that 300 per week, 300,000 per week has demotivated him or something. Who knows? But it's just sad. I believe Arsenal can do better. Just change the formation. Stop being scared of Leeds. Come on, you're Arsenal. Nah, yes. I rate that. I, I, I genuinely rate that. Like, they, of all teams to be scared of. Like, inter- okay, maybe you can be afraid of, like, the offensive capabilities, but I don't, I don't see Bamford that much as a, as a threat if you handle him properly. It's just, yeah, he's like... He's, He's like Pookie. In fact, he, he is the new Pookie, to be fair. Like, that's, that's how I see Bamford. I don't know about you, Simba. <laughs> no. No, that was, that was funny, bro. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, it's mad. Um, Arsenal, I don't know. I think I would say Arteta maybe is doing it a bit too much because I know yeah, Arsenal have had defensive issues for the longest now. But I think now it's gotten to the point like what Gaz is saying, like, then they're no longer interesting to watch. Like on that game, especially, I was just like, man, these guys are not entertaining at all. Like, I know I understand you want to show up the defense, make sure you can defend first. But then, surely now he's done all of that. You can see that these guys can defend, but then they can't do anything in attack. Like, there's this one mad stat that these guys haven't scored an open play in five games. And it's just quite telling for me, if you're asking me. I mean, if if your goal, if your goal of the month is a penalty, then surely something is up. Surely something is up. So I don't know. It's it's quite mad. Sorry. Sorry, did you just say that the goal of the month for Arsenal is a penalty? Facts, bro. Go check. It's a penalty. No jokes. <laughs> ah, that's disappointing. Oh my days. Okay. Ah, no. <laughs> In fact, let's move on. This club's a shambles. Let's talk about City getting beaten by Spurs 2-0. Guys, how are we feeling about that? Honestly, I just feel great. Pep is exposed, finally. When I was hating on Pep, people were telling me, you're just being a hater, you don't understand the tactics. The typical stuff people use to dismiss you. But Man City were just saying... People haven't been replaced. Fernandinho, company, Silva, Aguero. These are big personalities that are lacking from the club. 
You can't win a league with Jesus, um, Laporte. Can you see? Can you hear these names? Honestly, Rodri is just <laughs> lacking. Yeah, I, I I agree with that though. Like, yeah, this, they've got dipped as as always. They've got dipped, but do they have a title-winning squad in the first place? Especially like with Aguero being injured, Simba. Ah, bro, I think guys just hit the nail on the head there. Like City, for I honestly think that Pep Psycho. I think I said this way before. But I said it to someone, I was like, I think Pep cycles is coming to an end. Because you can see that City aren't the Man City that we know from two seasons ago. They've lost so many key players, experienced players. Um, I think they, um, they brought in Rodri, who hasn't really ex- performed to the um, performance that we expected him to perform, to perform. The defense, yeah, they brought in Diaz, but then he's still new to the league. You can't expect him to immediately grasp and um, fit in like a glove. Laporte as well, he's been injured quite a number of times. So, and Aguero as well, I think he's now injured again, but he's back. So it's like, there's no leadership in the team. And when you don't have leadership in the team, the, you, the team, I don't think you go in like last season with Chelsea. Um, I'm sure you guys, you guys would know that as much as Chelsea were good in some parts, we always liked that leader. We would take the game by the scruff of the neck and say, listen, guys, we have to grind out this game. We have to do this. You need that voice that can speak up. And right now, City don't have that. So it's, it's really, really, it's tough times. I think they're in a transition. And also considering the fact that Pep signed a new contract, I really think there's a, a little conspiracy there. A little conspiracy in that Pep signed the contract knowing that these guys are going to sign Messi. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, that would be that would be sensational to be honest like i think that's you know that's like you know how everyone has that last throw of the dice like how Thanos then ended up snapping his fingers like that that would be Pip's last throw of the dice literally signing Messi. can so, Messi even run guys let's be honest uh, like the way Pip plays with his high pressing man wanted to throw a girl out the club i don't see like how it changes anything for man city getting Messi. to be honest so, like, even the press, before, used to be suffocated by Man City. Now you have players like Ndombele just enjoying the freedom of the park. Kane. Does it really make any difference if you even get the best player in the league? <laughs> I was about to say, in the league. Ah, did you know, Messi, I think Messi can turn the club by, by himself. Like, despite, I think he just needs incentive. Like Messi is just someone who needs incentive, and with a club like City, and Pep just explains to him that like the uh, the Champions League and the Premier is what we're looking for. Messi will go and rip it up. Messi will definitely go and rip it up. But yeah, that's it's it's a take that will take like fifty years to just like it needs to happen before we actually just like keep on speculating. But yeah, uh, moving on and Liverpool, they really just slashed Leicester three 0 with no defense. <laughs> Can we talk about how that happened? Ah, Liverpool. Guys. Yeah, go, guys. We go. Just need, guys, we just need to drop this narrative about, narrative about Liverpool not having players. It's honestly media bias, conspiracy. They're saying Liverpool's missing like, like five players, right? But Leicester City is also missing so many players. 
So Yunchik is out. Uh, Indeed is out. Uh, Pereira is out. There's just so many players. I can't even name them. But then the whole media is like Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool won. They, they played a great game, but just the media, guys. Bro, you know the media are favorites, though. It's always the case. Like, it's always that case that the media have favorites. So, of course, they'll put all the hype on Liverpool because, I mean, yeah, half of them love Liverpool. It's not like if there was a, a Man City or a, a Chelsea where they'll be completely saying other things. So, yeah, but I think in terms of the game, I enjoyed it. Um, Liverpool, I mean, I did say um, earlier on to someone I was talking to that, Liverpool, if they win this game, surely you can't deny them the, the league because they have half their players missing, key players, and they're still brushing aside Leicester. And Leicester have been playing well. So, yeah, it was a good performance from them and just shows you that, yeah, these guys, they're, they're on something else. Of course, yeah, this, this year the league is unpredictable. Um, General question for you guys, uh, Tawanda and Zimba. Um, do you guys, um, would you bench Firmino over Jota or just play the four, the four star attackers in one, in one starting 11? How, how would you guys approach this? I think the front four. Because Jota's making a case. He's making his own case. Now nah, he really is. He really is. But I think I'll... I think I'll go with the front four thing, like where you have Mane, Salah, and both of them. Because Firmino, Firmino, I think Firmino is just going to have to find his way as a 10 again. That's what I would do. I would play a 4-2-3-1, put Firmino at 10, and put like Salah up front, and then Jota. Like either Salah or Jota up front. Yeah. I think I'll probably do the same thing. Um... I think yeah, four two three one would actually look good on Liverpool because they've actually got the right midfield balance. We put in Thiago and Fabinho, no Henderson there, um, even Ronaldo. Yeah, they've actually got the perfect midfield balance to play that. Then up front, yeah, you drop in Firmino as the ten, um, Yota on the right, Salam up front, and Mane on the left. I think that would be tasty. Then you can have. Um, the front four actually interchanging. So one of one of them drops in to play ten, then other plays up front, etc. So yeah, it would be quite quite tasty. It would be quite tasty. And besides, you'll be making history. Put put Firmino at number ten. You will have the first center defensive attacking midfielder. You you, you need these things, dude. Like you actually need what, these things. What killed me is like before he scored, like. Remember when he hit the post, then it came back to him, then he didn't score. <laughs> I was like, this guy's cursed. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I actually rate that he is because <laughs> that whole play did not make sense. But yeah, um, guys, this is now the end of our Prem segment. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but stay tuned. We're about to talk about the Champions League. Yeah, so we're here for the UCL segment. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting week. Match day four. Um, just a quick round up of the games. Krasnodar, Sevilla. Sevilla coming out 2-1 winners. And they qualify along with Chelsea. 
uh, who came off with the win against Rennes 2-0. I mean 2-1, sorry. Then we had Dortmund versus Club Bruges, winning 3-0. Holland again, axed again. Just briefly speak about Holland, you guys. Um, he's just a goal machine at this point. You just he's inevitable. I don't know about you guys. What are you saying? My man says Holland is inevitable. Yeah, that's the best way that you can put it. Yeah, like, dude, I saw a crazy stat about the boy just like recently that he's taken 90 shots on target. And out of those 90 shots in all of his career, he scored 76 goals. That is insane. That is actually insane. He doesn't shoot. Like, the ball, once it's on target, it's basically a goal. Like, he's on. That is. You cannot, like, excuse that. The new Ronaldo, guys. Yeah. He's the new Ronaldo, bruh. Yeah, I rate that. He's I Ronaldo at Madrid, bruh. Doesn't need that fancy dribbling stuff. He just shoots and scores it. That's what he does. <laughs> I'm pretty accurate, not going to lie. Yeah, for days, man. Man, that kid, uh, he's, he's a machine, man. He's a machine. The Lazio, Zenit, 3-1 winners. Juventus versus, I don't know how to say that, um, Ferrer. Ferraz, whatever. I'm coming out 2-1 winners. Barcelona get a comfortable 4-0 against Dynamo Kiev. PSG scraped through against RB Leipzig 1-0 through a penalty. Manchester United um, dispatch Istanbul 4-1 with Bruno scoring a world. I don't know if you guys saw that goal, but that was actually quite, yeah. That was one to silence the haters like me. Nah, that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful. The whole game, Bruno just silenced us. He scored a stunner goal. Say we we, he doesn't score penalties. He scores. He gives Rashford a penalty just to shut you guys up about him scoring penalties. Exactly. Well done, Bruno. Well done. Nah, but you know what though? Can we actually? Keep it like they were. They were playing Istanbul, so we can't really gas up the performance. We can gas up the goal. Oh, no! Wait, Uh-oh. listen, listen. <laughs> we can gas up the goal. The goal is fantastic, but then the opposition matters at the end of the day. If we're keeping it real. Okay, especially Dude, for they a lost that goal. team, bro. They lost that team the last game week, and now they thrashed them. What's not to enjoy about that performance? No. The second goal, Bruno's second goal was actually a sham. It was a shambolic defense. That has to be said. Like his first, his first goal and his second, like those are two completely different, like quality levels. I say. You see, now, well, now I'm not taking anything away from the performance. It was good, but then the opposition, though, you know. But anyways, yeah, credit to Bruno. Guys, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Is Werner? What's going on with Werner? Is he clinical? What's going on? These chances are nigh. Aye, aye. I honestly, I say it's fatigue because I, I think out of all the signings Chelsea made, he's the one who's been playing every single game. If we're keeping it real, all of these guys have had a race. Chilwell, Havertz, Ziyech, um, Thiago Silva, etc. All of them have had a race except for Timo. So against Ren, I really. I wanted him not to start. I wanted to be on the bench because I wanted him to get a rest because he's just been playing time and time again. And once you get fatigued, bro, you start making um, mistakes like that. I mean, nine times out of ten, ten a fit Timo Werner is, is scoring that. That's easy money. But the man is tired, you could see. So I was a bit disappointed on that, that he didn't get a rest. So that's what I would say. But 
nonetheless, his performance wasn't was wasn't great, but I'll put it down as fatigue. I don't know about Tawanda. Like, you know what? I think the blame has to go to Tammy Abraham. Like, listen, before before y'all say, hey, hold up, listen. My point is that I think that Frank actually just wanted to start Timo until like 60 minutes. But yeah, because like with Tammy, with, with Tammy playing centrally, obviously Timo has to go onto the left and being a winger takes, like being a winger, especially with that speed, like the stamina just goes way faster than you playing at the ST position, you know? Because like at the ST position, you have to pick your moments and at the wing, you just have to be constantly there defensively you also have to be constantly there not just pressing the front line you know so like yeah I think the blame also has to be put on Tammy Tammy needs to put his chances away if Tammy put like his chances away then Timo would have been subbed off earlier and we wouldn't have to have seen that side but it's also good that we just like see how he is when he's fatigued and take lessons from that and uh, yeah I mean obviously this is Frank's notes but yeah Let's let's yell. What else went on besides actually? Like, what are the results? Simba, let us know. Um, Muching Gladbach dispatched Shaq to Dines for now to remain top in the group. Then, meanwhile, uh, 10 man enter lost 2 0 to Real Madrid. Um, Olympiacos fell 1 0 to Manchester City. Marseille versus Porto. Porto coming out as 2 0 winners. Bayern Munich versus Salzburg. Bayern coming out 3-1 winners despite having a red card. Atletico Madrid um, drew against Lokomotiv Moscow. No, no. And the shock of the week, Liverpool versus Atlanta. Um, Liverpool coming out as 2-0 losers. Um, Ajax versus Michelin. They come out as 3-1 winners to put that group in the balance. I don't know about the Liverpool-Atlanta game. Um, that was a crazy game. Atlanta really, uh, they scored Liverpool. Liverpool, they were putting out the strongest lineup. But what do you guys think about that result? Nah, it's a, it's, yeah. It's, it's a shocking result. You know, Atlanta, if they score, you're expecting like four goals. So the fact that they had a controlled 2 0 dominant win, the fact that Atlanta kept a clean sheet at Anfield, I don't think people are talking about that enough. That's sensational. That, that is actually amazing. Liverpool didn't have a shot on target. You guys know that. The whole game. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a dull performance from Liverpool. And yeah, um, as Bad said, Beating them at Anfield, that's that's just a crazy feat. So, yeah, the, that's UCL. Um, wait, 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 sidebar, sidebar, sidebar before you jump up. Because I feel like this this is like so off the field, but this is so beautiful. Did you guys happen about what happened at Club Rouge? Now what happened? Oh, my guys, this is sensational. Um, so what happened is that like Dennis was jumping onto the team bus, yeah? And then someone was sitting in his favorite seat. And then he told the guy who was sitting in his favorite seat, his teammate, he was like, hey, get out my seat. The guy refused. And Dennis was like, oh, you don't want? Okay, fine. And he refused to jump on the team bus. And he never went for the game because someone sat in his favorite seat. So Club Bruges went into the Dortmund game without their best striker. 
because someone didn't want to jump off the seat or someone was petty enough to get off the bus. I, I don't even know what you do as a manager in that situation. How do you guys see that? Uh, that just, I just got flashbacks of Rosa Parks. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days, Rosa Parks. Dickie, of all the examples you could have used, used a black woman fighting for her rights, my God. I know, dude, I know. It's, <laughs> it's the first thing that came out, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, but real talk, this Dennis guy is low-key a child. And I know we all have our seats, and, but how can you miss a game? Honestly, do better, bro. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks, you should do better. Ah, ah. <laughs> Simba, take us away, dude. <laughs> now, that was some petty stuff, bro. Childish. Childish. But anyways, um, yeah, that's the UCL. Um, we'll be back shortly, and we'll be talking about other interesting topics that were available and that happened during this period of football. So stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the greatest Argentinian number ten. Definitely not Messi. It's the late Diego Maradona. We pay our condolences and our regards to yeah that unfortunate situation. It's just sad to see a legend of that stature to go at sixty years old. Like if you like, I advise you guys like if you go on YouTube and just like look for Gary Lineker explaining like the greatness of Diego Maradona. Like, I mean, we know it all, but like, yeah, just Diego um, being explained by Gary Lineker, the, just shows like the influence that he's had on world-class players. Like Lineker was world-class in his day. Simba and Gaz, how are we feeling like in these sad times? Bro, it's always sad when a legend passes on and like, you just start hearing a lot of stories about them and their influence on the um, the generations that came after them. And it's just mad, especially Diego. I know on the field, he was, he was mad. He was amazing. He was, a, he was a, a goat. But then off the field, you see some of the stuff that's, that's there. But we can't really look into, into that because we're looking at Diego Maradona, the footballer. So, yeah, it's just, it's sad, man. But I'm just happy that he's being celebrated like this. I know I was reading in the, on, on, the, on Twitter today and I just see some of these news outlets in the UK saying the cheetah or whatnot because of his hand of God thing. I'm like, there's always a time and place for everything. You can take that aside and actually just look at him as a footballer. So I just found that really quite silly in, in my opinion. But yeah, other than that, yeah, it's always just... It's sad when someone of his stature passes away. No, that's a, a fair assessment. Like, uh, also, another thing that I saw English people doing was talking about the rumor that Maradona was about to go to Arsenal. I found that like a bit off-putting, but yeah, you, you can never get like full sympathy in this world. Guys, how are we feeling? Uh, he was a true legend, guys. He was not a perfect man as all of us are but what he's done for football in general he's an icon a legend of the game and he'll be missed i just wanted my favorite moment from him was just when messi scored in the 2018 world cup against nigeria 
him dancing with that Nigerian lady and him like celebrating like he was like God it touched him. It was just hilarious. Yeah, uh, the Darren, like he always like went to the fullest. Like he never he never ever like half assed anything in his life. Like on the pitch, off the pitch, it was always a hundred percent full throttle and silky smooth, it has to be said. Like it was always smooth. For days, for days, you know, I was also even just reading like um, uh, some article and it was just saying that how I think there was a time when when Zola was at, um, I think they had the same club, I forgot which one it was, but then Zola said that every single time Diego used to stay with the youth players and they'll be taking free kicks, you know, just practicing and then it passed down to Zola and Zola started doing the same thing when he moved to Chelsea. Then he passed it down to Frank Lampard, who does the same thing um, right now. So it's just like that, that legacy and it's just influencing everyone else that just came past. I just found that really remarkable. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. Man. Nah, I rate that. I rate that. But like, as, as, we've, as we've put before, like, we just put our condolences and yeah, um, it's a sad time. But hopefully we'll remember more of his football and yeah, we'll uh, think of him with less pain in our chest and just think about the great things he's done for Argentina. I mean, bringing in that 1986 World Cup, Argentinians are definitely not going to forget that and we shouldn't either. But yeah, and don't um, do drugs. Don't oh, do drugs. Yeah, let's, let's, actually just, let's actually just put that on the table. Dang, at 60 years old, yeah, we all know what happened to Maradona. We're not going to kill it. We're not going to kill his image like fully, but yeah, we all know what happened there. Don't do drugs, guys. Like everyone, not just kids, like everyone, even the grown people listening to this podcast, don't, don't do drugs. And yeah, um, we're going to move on now to Golden Boy Conversations, the guys drinking from the Fountain of Youth, where Haaland drank the most. He won Golden Boy. I think it's deserved. What do you guys think? That's deserved. Um, you can't really argue against Holland. Maybe Alfonso Davies. But I think Holland has just been incredible. Ever since Salzburg and then he moved to Dortmund, he's just scoring goals for fun. And it's just ridiculous. Like when you mentioned that stat about him taking 91 shots on target and scoring 70 of them. It's just remarkable. So, yeah, I don't think you can argue too much against that. But Loki Davis should have won, guys. Loki, He won everything in the sports, played at the highest stages of the Champions League, iconic performances. I don't know. It's just one of those things where they, it's just their favorite attackers always. It's kind of boring, really. I'm not saying Haaland's not a good player, but I'd like to see something different, you know. Because if you look at the past winners, it's Sterling, Aguero, Messi, Felix, Mbappe, you know. Yeah, you know what? Um, I I agree with like with maybe Davies not being compensated enough, but I am going to ask in that Bayern team, in terms of influence, like he was a great left back and all. But like compared to the influence of Goretzka in them, what did he actually do? He did the most, bro. He did the most. Like, 
the way Davies just linked up, he just he just transformed because you look at Davies, he wasn't a left back to start off. He was actually a left winger. He was a winger. And then he went to Bayern. And then a situation happened where they had a lot of injuries. Then he was transformed into a left back. Similar to I wouldn't say Bale, because Bale was forward, so he went backwards and you saw that this guy was just, he was doing a madness. And the way he linked up with the attackers, with Nabri, that left side was dangerous. And he just added so much to that team, that pace, um, that ability to run up there, cross the ball, that attacking instinct, as well as that defensive awareness. So it's just crazy how he adapted and he fitted into that role so well, considering the way he was playing before. Because um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the the top 17 like where he was and like i i can't i can't argue with this like Haaland is first right ansu fati finished second davies third sancho fourth kamavinga fifth like from that top five i can't i can't say that they did anything wrong there i don't i i don't know this is probably going to be a hard take especially i know i know simba doesn't like fati so i, I actually want to hear what you guys think about that Oh, bro, I like Fatty, but I don't know what you're saying, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. You're trying to get me cancelled, ah, yeah, man. At this, at this point, me, I just want to bring out screenshots. I'm going to bring out screenshots on the IG page. Stay tuned. Wow. Hey, you saw my comment <laughs> afterwards. Like, nah, it was all jokes. Nah, I, I love Fatty, man. He's, I just love young players, man. Not on, not in that type of way, but I just like young players. Yeah, I don't like to be... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hating on Fatty though, bro? That's good. Though. No, I'm not hating on him. He's a baller. I don't hate on Fatty. It was just, it was just a joke. I just needed to, to ease up. You know, it was a bit, bit tense. So I was like, nah, let me, let me pull some, turn some heads. But now nah, he's, he's, he's gonna be a great player. I don't hate on him. He's a college. But player. he shouldn't be second on this list. Fact. Absolutely not. Fact. <laughs> what are you guys saying? No, that's. Fact. He shouldn't be second, man. He's got like, has he even played like ten games? Dude, what? Dude, he's played way more than ten games. But the, like the resumes of these other players is just maybe, maybe he's in the top five, but not top two. Uh, okay, you know what? Um, Davies and Fati are switchable. I'll I'll give you that. Davies and Fati definitely switchable. We can. We and can Sancho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, Sancho. No, Sancho Sancho played better than Kamavinga this season. He deserves fourth place. Like, fourth and fifth, I have zero problems with that. Like, yeah, those ones are fine. But, like, I'm saying, like, Davies can go second. Fatih can go third, yeah. But Haaland, Haaland is untouchable where he's at. Exactly. And speak about Haaland, the boys today had a mini discussion in our group, and we saw this well, it's been doing the rounds on the socials, and it's pretty interesting. Um, Holland versus Mbappe. I don't know what you guys are saying. I want to hear your guys' thoughts before I say mine. So I don't know who's who's willing to go first. <laughs> I guess go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm calm. Guess go first. Hey guys, this is these are controversial statements. Let me just lay it out for you guys first. I think on form, Haaland is 
better than Mbappe at the moment. But for me, if I was starting a club and I wanted a superstar, I'm going with Mbappe. Mbappe's resume is way crazier than Haaland, as we know. World Cup winner, record transfer fees, um, iconic performances in, in the Champions League. Let's not forget about that. When, when Mbappe was 18 and 17, he was scoring against, if I'm right, he scored against Dortmund, he scored against Man City, I think Juventus. Just, I think for Mbappe to reach the next level, he has to leave. But Mbappe is a better player than Haaland. End of story. Done. You? Mm. Scary. Oh. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nah, I think yeah, you wanna go, Tonda. No, 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 you can go. I, I I said it, I said it before we even started recording. I said we're not I'm not going before you. Like <laughs> you go. <laughs> Alright, come now. I, Friendships I, are ruined. Man. Friendships are gonna be ruined for this chat. Right? Yeah, I want to erase you this guy. Friends <laughs> <laughs> are gonna block each other. <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, I agree with you guys. I think when you look at young players, I always say this, like when you look at young players, it's not good to like to pit them against each other because you don't know exactly what they're going to be. You can only predict, but you don't know what they're going to be in like 10 years. So even like when Mbappe, I mean, Mbappe has already completed the set except for the Champions League. And when you look at Mbappe, I always, it may be lazy, but I always compare him to like stylistically to Thierry Henry in the sense that he used to, Henry used to play off the wing but then he transitioned into a center forward whereas Mbappe he started off as a center forward but then he's now playing on the wing but he can play both so they could both play those roles so yeah I mean and just to look at Holland as well I mean Holland is a fantastic player he's a fantastic striker he's I'll probably say he's he's complete he's a better finisher than Mbappe I know it may be a hot take but I think he's a better finisher than Mbappe. Nah, that's not a hot take, though. That's not a hot take. It's not a okay. Nah, you know, you know how it is in the streets, bro. You know how it is in the streets. But yeah, I think Holland's a better finisher in terms of physical attributes. I think Holland is better. But if you look at the technical side, I mean, Mbappe's dribbling is insane. Physical attributes. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Physical attributes. What are you saying? No, physical attributes. I mean, like his holder play, um, bring others okay. into play, etc. That's what I mean. Not. <laughs> Not I don't know. What what do you think I mean though? I don't know. I think you just like dismissed um Mbappe's physical attributes. Um, oh, man is quick. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, balance. No, no, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that though. Yeah. Ah. No, I was gonna get to that. I was yeah, gonna get to that. Sure. Like I was saying, yeah, well Mbappe, if you look at his technical side, like He's very good uh, dribbling, especially at that speed. Mbappe is an athlete and he's rapid. So dribbling at that speed is very, very tough. And he can already do that. Um, linking up as well, he's also good at those things. And when you just look at both, when you look at the both of them, it's just, it's, I'd say, yeah, it's pretty hard to pick. But as Gaz said, if I'm to pick one, I'm probably going to go with Mbappe, not take away anything from Holland because Mbappe has been doing it from 17, 18, and we've seen him put in these performances against Juventus, against all these guys. Even at the World Cup, um, he put on a masterclass. 
um, and you look at Holland, he's just going for fun. But then it's just one of those ones, as I said, it's difficult to, to, to pit the two against each other because, as I said, one plays out on the right and one plays up top. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with, with um, Bappe. Oh, that's a that's a fair assessment from both of you. That's that's a very fair assessment from both of you. But okay, before I answer this one, right? In terms of preference, in terms of preference, in terms of what I want in players, it's going to be Haaland because um like because of the way I play FIFA, the way I play football manager as well. It's just it'll help with it'll help when I have a solid striker who's able to like what Simba said, have hold up play and also great finishing ability. I think Haaland is going to be the closest thing that we have to Benzema on steroids, right? That's, that's like, that's the type of thing, that's the type of influence that I'm seeing from Haaland, right? But then in terms of this debate, I think Mbappe perhaps is the better player. Like wholeheartedly, I agree that he's like the better player, but yeah, but Haaland is a better finisher and I don't know. I just have this like whole thing about Mbappe where, yes, he's fast and he can dribble, but he can't do both at the same time. Like you look at people like people who can do, who can like be fast paced and be dribbling at the same time. And I'm thinking Hazard, I'm thinking Neymar, his teammate even. Like for Mbappe, I feel like it's either he's sprinting or he's dribbling, like, which is, that is actually not a bad thing. Like, that's two sides to the story. That just makes him, like, look like even a better player. But to say that he does that at the same time, I think that would be capped. But yeah, I'm still taking Haaland over Mbappe. Like, yeah, people are going to ratio me for that. But I'll take Haaland over Mbappe. Mm. No, that's fair. That's fair. I do think he can do both, though. I've seen him do both, to keep it real. So... Um, and uh, you see, now I've seen him do both, but I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, though. I do that understand. One is, that one is either a knock-on merchant or he's like pulling out the skill moves. That's, let's be honest with each other. Yeah. Like, ah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just that like he's, he's, his dribbling, like it brings out the four stars, not the five stars. Like I don't want to hear people saying Mbappe will pull out Elasticos every single game. Nah. But like, yeah, he's a good dribbler. Dude, why are you hating on Mbappe? Stop the hate. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who says I'm hating? I'm not, I'm not hating on the boy. I'm just saying that like people shouldn't over-exaggerate his abilities. Dude, Mbappe is like dribbling has improved so much. Thing is, like, people don't realize it. Before he was just pace. I think the influence of name has brought that out of him. Now he can like take on like three people at a time. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, I don't That's know if you've sick. seen it. Like, his step overs, just quick, quick transitions into left or right. But what Mbappe needs is just he needs to leave PSG, guys, because yes, he's a young player but there's still another level to reach. He can still be more clinical. And I think he just has a higher ceiling than um, Haaland. Like, how, if Haaland, how good can Haaland get, if you think about it? And how Wait. good can Mbappe get? Wait, what? Sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. Are we questioning how good Haaland can be? Are we questioning what Haaland's ceiling is? What is the ceiling? What is it? Yeah. For me, like, um, um, 
Mbappe can drive a team. He can be the sole creator of a team and be like a Messi. But Haaland is is just a center forward. Like he can he can just be another Zlatan or Dude. Lewandowski type. You know, we're talking about transcendent players. Yeah. Dude, 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 goals, goals. Oh my days. Let me get oh my the days. popcorn out. Oh my days. Are you serious? Guess are you serious? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay, wait. Can we actually just like put this aside? Mbappe. Okay. Mbappe scores goals, yeah? Like Mbappe is like a, a prime goal scorer confirmed. Yes. Haaland is also a prime goal scorer. So we can both agree to the fact that if it's going to be, if you're expecting something from Haaland and Mbappe, it's not assists or chance creation. It's simply goals on goals, right? Can we agree? Like, is that... I don't think we can agree on that, bro. Like, okay. okay, what's your take? If, if Mbappe moves to another team, he's most likely going to play on the wing. Right. And I think that he's going to be assisting more. But have we, seen, have we seen a passing touch from Mbappe that suggests that he's going to be... A, a passing king. Well, not a passing king, but someone. Dude, he just assisted Giroud on the international break. Did you not see that? Yeah, but how, my point is, my point is, is going to, is he going to have consistent? Let me think about passing wingers right now. Passing wingers. I'm going to use his teammate Di Maria. Like, are we going to say that he's going to be picking out passes the same way Di Maria picks up passes and scores? At a, obviously at a higher level because like his ceiling is definitely not Di Maria. But like, do you see my point? I'm just saying like Di Maria, you can expect an assist and a goal from him. From Bappe right now, I'm saying that you're expecting goals. The same way from Haaland, you're just expecting goals. And I'm not seeing that changing. I see it. I see that changing. I think Bappe is going to be like Ronaldo. Just all around from the wing, cutting in, assisting. Because people forget, forget that about Ronaldo. Yes, he's the primary goal scorer, but he does have ridiculous assist numbers for his position. That's how I see it. Uh, I have to, I have to like, yeah, with Ronaldo, like, listen, he's, he's generational talent. Same We're way not Mbappe trying to do this to Ronaldo debate, but let's just keep it at Mbappe Haaland. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Exactly. So now that we're actually keeping it back at the, uh, at the Mbappe thing, I don't see... I don't see Mbappe having that passing ability. I think it's going to be, if anything, because he's a winger, he's going to have more assists than Haaland by far. But like, it's not, okay, not by far. It's not going to be, it's going to be like 10 assists over, a 10 assist gap over two seasons. That's, that's the most that I'm seeing. Like, I don't think Mbappe is going to jump into a team. Even if he goes to like Madrid, for example, Madrid, there's no team in the world that's going to sign Mbappe and say, yeah, he's also got that passing ability. I, 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 I refuse. Okay, so Chawanda, like, if there was like an NBA-style draft, Haaland is going first for you and Mbappe Definitely. second. De- Definitely. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> with, these debates, with these debates, it just takes time. It just takes time. It takes time. For the hype to die down, like Mbappe's hype has died down. When Haaland's yeah. hype yeah. dies down, we'll see where they lie. 76 goals of 91 shots. That's all I'm going to say. But then that's that. 
see. Both playing for farmer for farmers anyway, for farmer in farmers leagues anyway. <laughs> so so Greenwood all the way. <laughs> I was actually about to say that Joao Felix could be better than both of them in the next ten years. I think people sleep no, on Joao now. The thing is, Joao is playing for a defensive team. So, if yeah. he was playing for a Dortmund, a Man City, who knows how many goals that guy would get, bro. Thanks, bro. Like, I remember last season, before they even made the move, I was like, if this guy goes to Atletico Madrid, they have to build the team around him because the way those guys play and the way Felix plays are two different things. I think this season, we're actually starting to see that, okay, they're actually building something around him because... Man, that guy is a baller. I think people actually forgot about that, you know? People really did. Yeah, the thing is, like, you, like, uh, Atleti are used to, like, having to build around the focal point. They built around Griezmann for a long time. That didn't start initially. That didn't start, like, just like that. When Griezmann came from Sociedad, there was, like, a bit of of an adjustment period. And I think people didn't give Joao Felix the same amount of grace. I mean, media scrutiny is like way more price tag, obviously. But yeah, like what, like what Simba said, like he's now turning up. He's showing that like, okay, guys, listen, just give me time. I mean, he is a youngster. So I'm sure he's going to drive Atleti the same way Griezmann drove Atleti or even better. I rate that he'll do it better. What's important is Mbappe, Haaland, Kamavinga, Real Madrid, 2021, 2022. Let's make it happen. Domination. 2021, 2022. I see you're going to sell like the whole team. Like, I think they even need to sell Courtois, Kroos, Isco, Vasquez, Asensio, Benzema, Jovic. You just saw like the whole team for that to happen. Haaland is not that expensive though. Oh yeah, Haaland has actually got a crazy release clause. Yeah, it's like 60 something now, bro. Nah, he knew what he was doing. But even, like, still, but that's, that's smart business from Dortmund, man. They bought him for 20 and they're selling him for 60. I mean, they could obviously do way better, but, like, and I think United is going to be hurt by this. Dortmund have, like, $300 million players, bro. They have that Reina kid. They have Sancho and Haaland, bro. Those, those are big number players, bro. Watch you know, them, so... Watch them sell Bellingham for 80 mil. He's English. You already know, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You already know. He's English. You can already see Ed Woodward rubbing his hands, bro. For days. (laughs) For days. For days. So, yeah. um, No, that was quite an interesting discussion. Um, Let us know who you guys pick and why. And just to also talk about um, top five young players, uh, we did put out a, a question on IG, and some of you guys did respond before we get to the team's um, opinions of who should go where. Let me just read out the, the guys who, who said what. Um, at Matthew Mashoko, he was saying, Holland, Mbappe, Sancho, Havertz, Donnarumma. Hmm, interesting. Then the other one, YSL Perb, he said Kai Havertz. I don't know why I put one. Um, Tino Miti says Haaland, Bappe, Trent, Shao, Ansu. And then Kim Chandibai said Haaland, Bappe, Greenwood, Foden, Felix. 
I don't know what you guys are feeling that. Are you guys feeling that or you got different ones? I know you got different ones. I guess run it up. Guys, go first. Again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really seeing people are preferring Haaland. Just spur of the moment thinking. Uh, but for me, it's Mbappe, Haaland, João Felix, Havertz, Foden, and Saka. Those are my yeah. players. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Saka is being slipped on, um, but yeah, um, obviously with the previous debate, we all know where I'm at. Haaland is taking first place. I don't care about the spur of the moment thing or we'll let the hype die down. Haaland is deserving of first place. But like, yeah, it's gonna be Haaland, um, Bappe, Joao. I'll give Foden and Davies a shout. I think, yeah, that, that'll, that, that's what will round it up for me. Interesting, interesting. Now I've got and a I've got Davis, he's not even in my team. <laughs> 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 oh my days. Yeah, let me remove Foden and put Davis. Let me correct that. And Dicky, what's your team? Yeah, I'm going to get crucified for this one, but yeah, that's why we love FT. I went for, for Holland, Felix, James, Havertz, Foden. That's what I went with. Reason? Reese James. Reese James. I'm so, ah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Chelsea fan through and through. But what's Reese James doing there? Reese James is a baller, bro. I don't even know why you're hating at this point. Like, seriously. Listen, I know he's a baller. I know he's a baller. I, he's 100% polar, right? But, okay, I'm going to ask you this. Is Reese James better than Davies right now? Of course. I think so. I think so. Thank you. I think so. Yo. You know why, huh? I think it's the reason because... So why wasn't he on your list? Why wasn't he on your list, guys? If <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm putting a Davis on my list because he's actually won something. But an actual play... I think attacking-wise, Davis is better. But Reese James has got... He can defend. He can attack. Overall player. Yeah. Overall play is, is a more complete player. But is he a better player? Ish. I think Alfonso is a better player. But Reese James is definitely, definitely more shot. complete. Like, my man can even take free kicks. I rate that. Nah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like... um. I mean, Reese James is someone who can also just play slots in at DM. It's just that we've got Kante, Jorginho, you know, there's no need. Even Christensen sometimes. But, like, Reese James is able to play in the mid. So, yeah, uh, he's definitely complete in a sense. And uh, he's someone that, like, should be rated. I'm just saying, like, um, he's... I, if you're going to say, what's the biggest talent in Chelsea... I wouldn't immediately go and say Reese James. I would definitely put him in the top three, but I don't think he's like our cover boy, if that makes sense. So you said talent. That's what you said, right? I, I said talent. Why? Give, give him, Jakey. Give him the points, man. So, okay, okay. If you said top three, so who's in that top three? And if Reese James is not one, who's first? Mason. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you hating? Oh, my word. Oh, who's... Wait, okay. 
if you're going to have a top three, who is it going to be? Reese James is first. In fact, it all actually between Reese James and Hudson Odoi. If you're going for talent, pure talent, bro. Have it, have it. Even have, have it. it. Even have it. Mason, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I, 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 I love Mason Mount. I love him. But then if you're going for pure talent, like someone who was just born with it, you have to go to Reese James, bro. From academy all the way up to here, he's always been a baller. It's not, it's not true. He didn't just start up and then it was like he was improving and then he just all of a sudden came a baller. From academy days, man has been a baller from the jump. Same with Hudson. Same with Havertz. Mason has and Mason hasn't? No, Mason's a baller, but he's had to work for it, you know? It's not like he's nah. just immediately born as a baller. If Mason had a Spanish players, name, would you guys buy him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ah, that would that would drive up his price. My goodness. That, that, You'd be a golden boy, right guy. You'd be a golden boy right now. I think that's the problem as well. The fact that he's also English and people don't you know, like if you're an English attacker, that Paul Scholes thing is actually legit. If you're an English attacker, you just go under the radar. For days, for days. Now I read Mason. We've all been saying we want to see Mason in the midfield because we know what he can do in the midfield, not by the wing or any other position as a number eight. And you're seeing now he's playing in his best position and he's producing. So, yeah, that's all you want to see. No, no just, slander. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. No, without slandering the boys, I'm just saying like. I think the only reason why people don't count Mason Mount as a talent is because out of all the Chelsea players right now, he's the only one who had to go out on loan. And it's not that he had to go out on loan because, I mean, dude, he wasn't going to break into a squad with Kevin De Bruyne, right? And Marco Van Ginkel. He was never going to do that. And I think that Vitis, that Vitis experience actually showed, like, this guy dominated the Eredivisie. Like, People don't, people don't talk about that enough. People just say Mason Mount went on loan, but they don't talk about how he dominated the Eredivisie. And that's an Eredivisie where Ajax is dominating. Yet, in terms of stats, Mason Mount was all over the place. That also just has to be said. Facts. That's facts. He dominated that league with, with Hakim there. Hakim Ziyech, you know? So people just need to give him his respect, man. It's enough. Rival fans, wherever, give our boy respect because it's enough now. He's a baller. Let him be, you know. But and Greenwood, where does Greenwood rank in, in these rankings in the Premier League and global? I think with Greenwood, I would say this season he hasn't played as much. So, but going off last season, I would rank him up there. But as I said, yeah, going off last season, I would rank him up there because that guy is a natural finisher, man. Like, I always say this, like, he just reminds me of that Van Persie type of finishing and all that. So, yeah, I would rank him up there. But in terms of this season, uh, not, not so much. Maybe honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> the honorable mention. Ah, no, nah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Oh, you seem touched, bro. <laughs> ah, nah, a lot has happened here. Like, ah, I was. We I, told I, you I, feelings would be hurt. I wasn't ready for this podcast. I thought I was, but I wasn't today. Ah, today y'all got me. <laughs> y'all got me in my feelings. <laughs> 
So right now it's two and no, but last week, or the last time we recorded, it was another dub. This week, you're taking another L. So what? it's two and no. <laughs> this is what gets me my feelings even more. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We know what? We're actually going to go on the Instagram and check who won that Rooney Suarez debate. That's not a debate. We're not going to have this debate today. Nah, listen. Please. I'm going to let the viewers decide this. If I see that the percentages are going towards Rooney, then we have to VA out the thing and say that it's not taken out. No, but people not. just need to respect Rooney, guys. Respect that man, bro. Exactly. You know what? Please tell Simba. Like, yeah. Okay, you know what? Let's not actually not go back into this because uh, we'll spend another 30 minutes on this problem. Nah, well, we know who won that dis- the debate. I won. Everyone knows I won. Whatever, what happens at the polls, stay at the polls. Like Zimbabwe, we all know who wins the election, but then we know um, what happens behind the scenes. So, yeah. <laughs> you just did not. <laughs> you just did not. Oh, my days. I oh, they're going to create fake accounts for this, for this voting <laughs> process. Nah, dude. The votes are already done. You know what? I'm like, just give me like, just give me two seconds. I'm actually going to go check this out. I actually want to see who won this. Stop the count, man. Stop the count. <laughs> Rooney won. Rooney won 64% to Suarez of 36. Can you please give me my respect? Now, those people who voted Rooney don't know ball, man. I said it. If you know ball, you know who you're voting in their prime. <laughs> ah, my man is hurt. Ah, but you know what? I want to give a special shout out to the viewers. Like, Y'all, y'all really pulled through. You guys know ball. I don't know what this guy is saying. Like, uh, but yeah, VAR shows that I actually copped the dub last week, so it's one one in it. Uh, nah, that doesn't count though. But anyways, no, it's fine. All you guys vote as far as you guys know ball. So, credits to you guys. You guys aren't stats merchants. So, anyways, um. We'll f- wrap it up. Um, Tanda giving us his top five players in the Premier League. Um, so, Bad, what are you saying, bro? I, I, I. Let me just like, you know, it was so hard picking a top five from this fixture. It was, it wasn't as drab as like the fortnight before, but yeah, it's still kind of tricky to pick. So, that being said, right, I think my top five players would then have to be, nah, in fact, two of them, two of them you already know, it's definitely Son and Kane. It's, uh, despite, yeah, despite every game week, it doesn't matter who they're playing, it seems like those two are literally unstoppable, Yeah. Um, picking the other three though, I'm just I'm just gonna put Firmino in there. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna put Firmino. I'm gonna put James Milner there. I think James Milner put in a shift with everyone just looking down on Liverpool. Uh, Milner came in, did the things, and yeah, as Gaz said before, people are just over exaggerating. Milner showed that he still has the capabilities and qualities of hanging in a title-winning team. So yeah, Milner is uh filling out one of the third things um as for the other two though yeah calvert lewin have to give him his respect 
he's probably the number one player that yeah out of everyone out of everyone that I've mentioned. And Luca Dina. He's, he can't, he can't, that combination as well. Son and Kane, Luca Dina and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Those, those two, those, those two duos are pretty much unstoppable. But uh, yeah, those, those are my five. Yeah, and there you have it there. That's Tonda's top five. Um, let us know who your top five was. But yeah, um, that being said, come to the end of our episode thank you to all those listeners thanks to the gents for pulling through once again um if you do like this one please um share it around thank you for the feedback we've been receiving we appreciate y'all but yeah um until then we'll catch y'all next week but yeah stay safe and god bless